Hi there, and welcome to Totally His Running the Race, a show enabling young men and women who want to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Tim Harris, podcasting from EI School of Biblical Training in Greenville, South Carolina. Thanks for joining. Well, this is episode 11 of 12, and in this episode, I have the opportunity to share with you. As you already know, the theme verse for this podcast series is Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Let me just go ahead and read that again. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So the writer of Hebrews in this verse or these verses compares the Christian life to a race. And in verse 2, Um, or excuse me, the end of verse 1, he warns us and encourages us to lay aside anything that's going to hinder any kind of weight and sin that clings so closely. So we we put those aside in order that we can run well or um, so that we live for the Lord in, in our daily life. Now, in the last episode, Caleb Borsick shared about a particular sin that can entangle us. And the specific sin that he talked about was lust. Lust is a huge issue in our day and time. Yet the wonderful truth is that through Jesus, we can have victory. And and Caleb talked about that. Well, in this episode, we're going to be talking about something that really isn't necessarily a sin, but it is something that can lead to sinning. And um, I'll be sharing about, really, it's, it's more of an instrument that can either help you or hinder you in following the Lord Jesus. But before we get into it any further, let's go ahead and commit our time to the Lord. Father, I pray that as we consider these different truths, um, that you would use this. So we look to you now. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So there's a lot of different things that can be instruments in our lives to help us and and to hinder us. Uh, We could talk about computers. We could talk about books. And yet in today's episode, we really want to narrow our focus to one particular instrument. And that is the smartphone. You know, you're listening to this and perhaps you're using your smartphone. And before we get going any further, let me also say that I'm not anti-cell uh, phone. I'm not anti-technology. Uh, I have a smartphone and it's been a great tool. And it's something that, um, unless the Lord tells me otherwise, I'm going to continue using. Because I don't think... A smartphone is necessarily evil. It's a neutral object. It's not necessarily good. It's not necessarily evil. It all depends on really how you use it. And of course, other things are just like that. Think of money, for example. Money is a neutral object. It can be used for good or it can be used for for evil. And that's how we we think about or should think about our smartphones. Uh, They're 
they're instruments, and, and they can be either used for something that helps you or it can be something that really hinders you and leads you to sin. Now, let me also mention that in preparing for this episode, uh, I found a, a particular book that was super helpful. It's uh, by a man named Tony uh, Rink. I think that's how you pronounce his last name, and it's called 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. Uh, and I would, I, I've learned a lot through that book, and I would highly recommend, if, if you want to hear more about how your, your smartphone is maybe impacting your life, um, I would recommend you, you get that book and, and read through that book. Again, it's called 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. And it's written from a, a believer's perspective. So I really appreciated um, this, this book. Now, obviously, if a person could write a whole book about how your smartphone is impacting you, and there's um, you know a lot of other resources out there, uh, there's only so far that we can get in this short podcast episode. And so I, what I want to share with you is really just one insight that has been really helpful for me that I've learned from uh, preparing for this episode. And I want to share this insight in regard, uh, not in regards, but I want to share this insight using the form of a question. And here's the question. If your smartphone was a mirror to your heart, what would it show about your heart? If your smartphone was a mirror to your heart, when you glanced at it and you sometimes, you know, you can see your reflection there sometimes, what would it show about your heart? Think about it. Say you are constantly checking social media, looking for likes. What does that say about your heart and what's going on internally? Why does your soul crave that approval? Where are you looking to for that approval? Perhaps you're constantly having to, um, to read news articles. Why? Why is that? Maybe you don't constantly check the news, but maybe you're constantly on social media because you're afraid of missing out on what's going on in someone's life. Why is that? Why do you have to constantly be checking on what's going on in people's lives? You know, Jesus in Matthew 5.21, let me turn there and and read that. He makes quite a, a strong statement. Uh, excuse me, Matthew 6, 21. I, I was like looking at that verse and um, that's not at all where I, I was going. But um, Matthew six twenty one. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And of course, preceding this, Jesus says, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. They just get destroyed, laid up in heaven. And then he, he makes that statement in verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Meaning what you're treasuring is an indication of internally what you're really living for, what your heart is seeking after. It really reveals that. It's an indicator. You know, what you're looking at on your phone reveals what you're treasuring. And what you're treasuring shows where your heart is. So what am I looking at? What are you looking at? What are you spending time doing on your phone? 
Is it showing what you're treasuring, perhaps? Realizing that my phone is like a mirror of my heart has really helped me to examine motives for why I'm on my phone. And I'll just get a little personal here. Typically, what I, what I like to do is at the end of the day, I like to get on my, my, my smartphone. And I don't really get into social media, um, but what I do enjoy and what I tend towards is looking at the news. And, um, you know, being completely honest, I thought in the past how um, I've thought to myself, you know, not getting on my smartphone for social media, so I'm not really wasting time on social media. I'm reading the news, and I could actually learn something that's helpful by reading a news article. Now, that may be true, but, you know, I've caught myself looking at news articles that are completely useless. And I found that sometimes I I read these random news articles, and it's not at all helpful. It's not at all useful. And it's just like if I was spending time on a social media app and, and just strolling through what's going on there. So I've had to reflect on why is it that I spend so much time looking at news articles? Why am I reading that? And it's been good. It's been good for me to, to think through that. It's been super helpful. And I've come to realize, yeah, there's several reasons why I do that. Sometimes I, I do get bored. Sometimes I found I, I'm just lazy. I don't want to do something else. Um, and there's just something that's enticing about looking at a screen. Sometimes I read the news because I'm, I'm curious. And I don't really want to miss out on, on maybe what's going on. And so it's been really good for me to examine my motive, to see what's going on in my heart, to think of my phone as as a mirror. So in answering that question of if your smartphone was a mirror to your heart, what would it show about you? Um, It could reveal a lot of what's going on internally in your heart. Now, I don't think it's helpful to reveal a problem without offering a solution. And what I want to address and share with you about is that um, there's a two-level approach here. And this is something I got from that book. It actually comes from, um, from John Piper. There's a two-level approach that, that needs to take place. If, if you're addressing something that you're seeing with, within and, you know, your, your, your mirror of your phone, it's reflecting back something you, you know it's not right, not good, you need to approach it on this two level. And the first level is externally and then internally. We can't just try to change our lives externally. In fact, uh, Paul talks about that, right? That it's not enough to just put off the old man and put on the new man. There's an in-between step. Do you remember what that is? It's your mind must be renewed. So there's an external, yeah, you have to put off something and put on something else, but there needs to be that internal change as well. So, for example, it's not enough for me to say, I'll stop reading the news or I'll just stop using my phone. Now, that could be helpful, but that's not really going to address 
the main issue, the heart issue. Because I could waste my time, I could spend my time doing other things uh, and, and it not be helpful. I could get a magazine, a physical magazine, and read it and be doing just the same thing as what I was doing on my phone. And so just approaching something externally, though it could be helpful, it could be, it could be good for me to completely stop reading the news for a while, but I, I need to address more the internal issue. I need to go deeper. So there's an external and internal level. And I do want to suggest several external measures that I think are important. Um, and, and get somewhat practical here with you. So one action, if you've realized, wow, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time on my phone and this is not helping me pursue Jesus. It's not helping me walk with the Lord. So one thing that you could do, here's an idea, is you could limit your time on the news website. Or at least that's what I'm, I've done and I've chosen to do. I, you can limit your time on what you do with your cell phone. And there's actually different resources available. I know with the phone that I have, it has a screen time setting. And I can actually limit how long I look at something. And this might be something you want to look into. You put a timer. You could either just set a timer on your phone or you can use like an app or something that is um, going to like turn off the app after a certain amount of time. And um, that might be something you should try. I don't know if all phones necessarily have that capability. I, I won't be surprised if they do. But mine, mine does, and that's a step that I've chosen to take. I, I'm going to limit how much time I spend looking at at the news. But again, for you, it might be more of an issue of other things. And um, and so practically, maybe that's what you need to do is limit your time there. Now, another external practical measure that you could take in is a drastic option, but you could also just get rid of your smartphone. And I know that's, again, that's very radical, very drastic. Um, but maybe that's the step you need to take. I know in the last episode, Caleb talked about that, that especially in the area of lust, that particular sin, we are told you need to get radical in what, how you deal with that. And, uh, you know, in other sins, um, you, you, that's important, too, to be radical and, and deal with that. And perhaps that's a conclusion you need to come to with your smartphone is just get rid of it or at least get rid of it for a time. So that's another option. You could, you could limit your screen time. You could just get rid of your smartphone. But above all, what I would encourage you is to ask the Lord what needs to change. Perhaps you need to take a, um, another approach and deal with it in another way, another way that I haven't thought of. But go to the Lord about it. Ask him, Lord, what, what is it that needs to change? What steps do I need to make? Do I need to get rid of the phone? Do I need to limit my time? Um, so so uh, try approaching it in, in that way. Above all, ask the Lord, go to him. So that's the external side. But internally, you need to examine where your heart is. 
You know, a couple of thousand years ago, the Lord um, used his prophet Jeremiah and was speaking to his people. And he put a really vivid picture before them. And the picture might be of what's going on in your heart as well. And this is recorded, the word of the Lord that he gave to Jeremiah to speak is recorded in Jeremiah chapter 2. And it's found in verse 13. Let me read that. For my people have committed two evils. This is the Lord talking. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out for themselves, or hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. The picture here is the people have forsaken a living water, and they've gone for cistern water. The, the idea back then of a, of a cistern was it was a way to, to catch rainwater, but um, usually it was put into the ground. You, you would dig around and try to find um, something that could hold water like rock, and so you, you're digging into the ground. And of course, rainwater would come and you try to collect it, but with that rainwater would come all kinds of other gross stuff, dirt, um, other things that can, that can latch onto that rainwater and flow into your cistern. And so a cistern, it worked. It was helpful. Um, it would you know, keep some water for you. But if you had the option of drinking from a cistern or drinking from a nice, fresh spring water, you would definitely go to that, that spring water. It's, it's no doubt. Why would you drink that, that, that other kind of bad cistern water? And, and that's the picture that the Lord puts there. My, my people, they've forsaken me. I'm living water. And they've gone after this other water that's, that's gross. And yet they've chosen to do that. Could it be that the reason that, that you're on your, your smartphone, you're looking at these different apps, could it be that you're looking to something other than Jesus to satisfy your, your, could it be that you've dug out a cistern and you're drinking from that cistern and sure it's, it's water, but it's not really satisfying. Jesus provides abundant life. He said, I came that they might have life and it might be abundantly. It might be abundant life. And maybe you need to examine yourself internally, asking the Lord, Lord, reveal my motive here and help me deal with this. If, if you're looking to something other, other than Jesus, that needs to be dealt with internally, not just externally, because you could look to another sister, but you need to examine your heart. And of course, to deal with this issue internally, it starts with confession Right? What is confession? It's agreeing with the Lord that you're wrong in some way and you're, you've, you've sinned in some way. And it starts with that confession. I need to ask him to, to forgive me, perhaps. Ha, have you done that? That might be a step you need to take if he reveals to you that there's some issue there in your heart. Then 
maybe the next step would be for you after confessing is ask the Lord to enable you to seek him, to be fully satisfied in him. Talk to the Lord about these struggles and what needs to change. We're not going to get true victory that glorifies the Lord without his help. We can't just resolve to change. We need him to renew our minds to do that internal work. So there is an external approach, but there also is a needed internal approach. The issue that you're addressing, it needs to be met in in both those levels, both those ways. So as we close out our time, let me just ask you again, if your smartphone were a mirror to your heart, what would it show about your heart? Pray that you'll consider that question. That Lord would show you if, if there is any way that you're misusing your smartphone and it's hindering you in your running of the race. Let's trust the Lord to speak to our hearts that he might fully reveal whether or not we're truly living for him. Let's go ahead and close out our time in prayer. Father, I thank you for that work that you do by your spirit to convict us of sin. Father, I pray that you would work in our hearts. Show us there's areas in our lives where we are seeking something other than Jesus and we're building other cisterns and drinking from other waters. Father, do that work, I pray. It's in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to Totally His Running the Race. I trust you are encouraged as you seek to grow in your relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to listen to more messages that will be an encouragement in your walk with the Lord, go to the school's website, www.eibibleschool.org, and click on the Resources tab that's at the top of the page, and then you can select the audio library in the drop-down. Training students to develop a passionate relationship with Jesus Christ that expresses itself in a life devoted to the advancement of God's kingdom is why EI School of Biblical Training exists. We offer a two-year unaccredited associate's degree where students attend classes, hear the Word of God taught, study the Word, and are encouraged to develop their relationship with the Lord. Our classes are designed to be both intellectually challenging and heart-searching. Some stay on for a third year and work towards getting a bachelor's degree. If you'd like to find out more about the school, visit our website, www.eibibleschool.org. Again, that's www.eibibleschool.org.